On this episode of the 520 Collective Show, artificial intelligence is creative? Is AI capable of taking over the music industry? And how much should artists invest in its capabilities? We're debating this coming up on this episode of the show. Let's go. Hey, yeah, message heavy. Don't prompt show. They not ready. Race against the time like four wheels and hands ready. Keep it steady. Beat it hard and they barely give them ears and hear the truth when the life throw confetti. Yeah, message heavy. Don't prompt show. They not ready. Race against the time like four wheels and hands ready. Keep it steady. Beat it hard and they barely give them ears and hear the truth when the life throw confetti. Just the flip of the watch. It's game time. Game time. 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 Flip of the watch. Five twenty boys is different. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this month's episode of the Five Twenty Collective Show. We are being sponsored by Kingdom Club Apparel. Make sure you go to godsfirstent.com. That's G O D, the number one S T E N T dot com. Click on Kingdom Club Apparel in the menu and grab yourself some fresh gear for the summer. From t-shirts to slides, tank tops to dad caps and visors, you'll find the best products to rep the kingdom all summer long. The link is in the show notes, so make sure you go and support Kingdom Club Apparel. Let's get into this month's show. Oh boy, I am tickled. Let me say this, man. Make sure y'all check us out. Go to 520collective.com for all things 520 Collective. Sign up for our newsletter on the Substack. Make sure you follow us on socials at 520 underscore co. Yeah, man. And of course, you can... Tap in with me at Eric Boston three on Twitter. Zero is is probably somewhere new this month. Where are you at, Zero? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, okay, so I'm still at hey. I'm still at uh Twitter, but sadly we uh just released the last episode of my podcast, the Zero Hour Podcast. So we're we're starting up something new. You got me you got me into this Substack thing. So Zero for High Productions will be on Substack this month. So hey. Check me out there. Check me out on Twitter. Is 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 the TikTok is the TikTok still going strong? Um, entertainment wise, yeah, my TikTok is great. Okay, I take back everything bad I ever said about TikTok. It's y'all fault. That's if, it's crazy. If you say so. Well, I mean, I, you personally, but like everybody that be complaining about TikTok, if you got problems with TikTok, it's probably your fault. Mm. Dang, my TikTok's amazing. The man has spoken. <laughs> K- KD man, where are they tapping with you? <laughs> Yo, I'm at Yielded Man, and I'm yeah, I'm at the same spot. His last time, so I haven't, I haven't gone it. <laughs> Back for another show, man. This one's gonna be interesting. Like, uh, for real, like, Zero's gonna be like leading this, which we'll see, man. We'll see where this goes. Like, when you give Zero <laughs> the, the reins, man, who knows where you end up? You know what I'm saying? So, uh, um, <laughs> but before we jump into this month's topic, which is gonna be a good one, I feel like it's gonna be a good one, man. But before we do that, you know we got to jump into this word. We got to dive into the word for this episode. And Katie, I know you're bringing something special for us. Hey, why not? It's the Bible. Um, and I think it actually ties into uh, some of what we'll talk about on tonight. Uh, so our scripture uh, for the week, for the month, for the episode uh, is Psalms 40, verse 3. 
Uh, and I'm reading out the King James Version because I like the thou's, the thus's, and the ifithis's at the end. Uh, and he hath put a new song in my mouth, even praise unto our God. Many shall see it in fear and shall trust in the Lord. Uh, one, you know, God is always looking for a new song. Um, and a new song doesn't always necess uh, necessarily mean new words, new lyrics, but it does mean... Uh, you know, a song being sung like it's never been sung before. Um, it also does include uh, a song being sung from a fresh perspective, uh, from a new heart. The words and the lyrics could be the same, but the person who's singing it and introducing it to God's heart and communion and fellowship uh, can be different and change and transform. But nevertheless, God does desire a new song and God will give you a new song uh, when you're available to receive it. And then, but the, the back end of this verse keeps me sober uh, with regards to serving as a constant reminder for why we do what we do as music ministers. Because if you take up this cross um, as a Christian, then this is ministry. It is not just so that, you know, you can say that you're a dope Christian influencer. Um, it's one, this, this new song that God gives us is praise unto him. So our music, you know, our, our, our vehicle, our model should always point back to the one who gave it to us, the creator. Uh, many shall see it. Again, this is the word saying not many might, but many shall. We've got digital distribution platforms and all of these other things. So there's reach um, that goes in. You may not ever see who knows or sees or comes in contact with your song, but many will see it and fear and shall trust in the Lord. And that fear isn't a demonic fear, but it is a reverential fear. And so again, when we make our music about God and we point it to him, we point the answers and the solutions to our problems back to him, the problem solver, the way maker, the miracle worker, um, individuals will gain a respect for God that they may be didn't have prior to hearing that song. And that's why it's so important um, that we feed them what heaven is feeding us. And because ultimately the goal is to get them to trust in him. That's me, guys. What y'all think about that verse? I think that ties into what's, a lot of what's going on in my life right now. Having gone to a new church and then having to talk to people about my past. And as my past comes up, they're like, oh, you're a musician. And oh, what are you, what's this Christian rap thing we hear about? So I'm introducing these older songs to people who've never heard them before, mm -hmm. which gives you perspective of just how big the world really is, right? Just America. America's huge. And we think like, oh, these, you know, these 16 people in my circle passed on me. But like now I'm going to a new church where there's a lot of people that are like genuinely asking about stuff. So there's that's there's life. There's new life being breathed into something that I dedicated to God that I wrote for God. That's dope. I, I find a few things interesting with this verse, right? Like one, I think it just shows how important that music is to the father in general right and i think when we start hearing people have those conversations about like oh it's just music it don't you know it doesn't matter or what you know like uh people defending listening to certain music and, and having that in your mind and in your heart i get what you're saying i don't the, the more i dig into this the less i believe you though because music is important right <clears throat> music is very important to god so that's the first thing right i mean he wants our song to be something to him something for his pleasure the other thing that i was looking at here as well so at the end you know it talks about putting or, or that many will see and fear and put their trust in the lord and if you go on to verse four 
uh, man, it just continues here and it gets better and better. You know, it's like, blessed is the man. You know, it says, blessed is the man who makes the Lord his trust. Those who do not turn to the proud, to those who go astray after a lie. And man, we look at the world right now, man. We look at the mainstream culture in America and we're seeing that. And, and we don't even have to go that far, right? We can look right here within Christian culture, mainstream Christian culture in America. And we see people chasing that fame, right? Chasing those lies and, and that, that sense of pride that's going to ultimately, you know, just, just lead them astray. And so many of us are just cool with it, right? <clears throat> like, it's, you know, pretty clear here, man. Don't worry about that stuff. Come here, give me a new song, right? Let me, let me yeah. fellowship with you, right? Let me show you something better here. But we want, we want right, to know what y'all think, man. Y'all, man, yeah, man. Facts. Yeah, man. <laughs> we want to know what y'all think. Make sure you go to 520collective.com. Hit us up on Twitter at 520 underscore co. Uh, yeah, man. Let's know how 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 does this hit you, man? When you when you're thinking about that song that God has put in your mouth, like what does that look like? Like how are you making sure that you're receptive to it? Uh, drop us a line. Let us know. We'd love to interact with you. So zero, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna just get it over to you, man, because you said, hey, yo, this topic, this is in my wheelhouse. This is my lane. I'm excited. I'm going to talk about it. So let's see what you got, man. Let, let, let's bring it. We're talking artificial intelligence, AI in the music industry. Where do you want to start? Artificial intelligence, the rise of the machines. Open your books to First Ramifications, <laughs> Chapter 2. <laughs> let's go. Yo, so uh, I don't know if you guys got that outline I sent you earlier. Um, I'm not quoting from this, but Josh and I started researching AI about a year ago. Um, January of 2022, we started messing around with something called copy.ai. It's a copywriter. And so uh, from there, we've been exploring to see a lot of what these things that have been rising. And with the rise of quote unquote AI text has come a lot of different branches of these things. And without getting too much into the history, you know, and all the discovery, there's a couple of things that I, I do want to bring out to the forefront because it's it's important to the audio portion of this. This this AI, in my opinion, it's not AI. It's not intelligent. They are language, large language models. I call them LLM, large language models, which means it's predictive text. So basically, if you open up the keyboard on your cell phone and keep hitting the suggested text middle button over and over again it'll eventually form a sentence that's basically what these like chat gpt google bard stuff like that um, on the tech side of it it scrapes the internet it uses um statistics and a lot of data input to decide what the next what the next word in that line is going to be but it's also re good at regurgitating things so it could spit out a whole book for you because it's already there the the input is already in the servers a lot of these things get trained so that was like the first phase but then we started having these ai models to generate art and that's based on a different kind of technology different type of technology called stable fusion i am not going to pretend to understand the technology or the way that they ex explain it to people um and what i can say is that it's very similar to art it's it's not intelligent it's it's good at 
compiling you know images together but you're still gonna you're still gonna get weird stuff like too many fingers the guy's not holding a sword or a golf club the right way you know like if if you ask it to give you a picture of somebody sweeping with a broom that broom might be part of their arm it does it like it's just weird it does weird stuff it's not quite there yet and because of the inputs you'll get different results so even in the chat bots as you're talking to it it's not looking at it like a conversation it's looking at what you put in as a prompt and then it's going to mm -hmm. give you a response that it determines to be correct on the chat side of it a lot of times when you hear people getting bad results or unexpected results it's because of the prompt that they put in the training that goes into the ai and then it's just trying to achieve a goal it doesn't care if it's right it doesn't care if it's good it just wants you to leave it alone like it's like dad dad you keep asking dad questions <laughs> dad will just he just wants you to leave him alone that's kind of how ai works in this prompt era it's like malicious compliance you know it'll do what you want but it's it doesn't care it really doesn't care because it's not intelligent and that's what leads us to the ai music part of it i skipped over a lot of the notes because I just, th that's the most important part is really the best way to look at it is it's just predictive modeling it has a goal in line in mind its goal is to complete its task so you'll leave it alone and it's malicious compliance except for when it comes to the audio generated side of it audio ai is less than that it's not ai at all it's it's more closely related to autotune or a vocoder so hmm. okay but when so i heard about so zero, go ahead well, yeah jump in anytime here well so you you brought up autotune i remember that you know you uh brought up a point to me as we were preparing for this though is that while it's well, I think it's easy for people to associate the two, associate AI with something like an auto-tune. The AI tools are something that is indeed different than those augmented tools as well. Well, it, it is in a sense where when you, when you use augmented tools, you have like stems. So you'll have drum loops. You'll have a synth line. You'll have bass. It's already recorded and you just do what it, what it you know, what you want it to do according to tempo. Um, with the AI... It's kind of like predicting with those same augment tools, but like on a MIDI line. So this is kind of technical to the music world. When you use MIDI instruments, you, you can hear this in bells especially. It just samples the same bell over and over again. And every, the deeper it gets, the more that waveform gets stretched out. And But you're just drawing from the same sample. But you can automatically generate which samples get used based on the MIDI layout. That's kind of how this AI stuff works that we of what we're used to. But with AI Drake and AI, like there's a guy who put Eminem on his song, we're getting something totally different. We're getting something where it's you have to train it directly. And so with auto-tune, it, it only has the one voice. It's that pain sounding voice, and that's all auto-tune is ever gonna sound like. Cause that's that's how the effect works. It's like guitar distortion it's only ever going to sound like distortion with with these ai voice changers it needs to be trained to sound like a specific person's voice and i think that's what's kind of groundbreaking and maybe a little bit dangerous about it is you can make you can put kanye on your song and he don't even know who you are as a matter of no, fact there's that's an a artist, good point that's a good point there's an artist named grimes who launched a tool where you can use her voice and build a feature because it's trained around her voice but you still need a lot of human input 
you still have to like record the verse and tell it what to say and how you want it to say it and it'll translate it from your voice or whatever input you put in into so you can't just type in a prompt to say make me a drake song that ain't gonna happen does that make sense yeah ai is not as smart as we think it is but it's because it's, it's not ai before we go too far away from it katie let me ask you this like when auto-tune started becoming prominent like what what were your mm-hmm. thoughts about auto-tune in general how did you feel of it being used in music so in all on in all actuality and in all honesty you know i'm a little throwback and so for me you know i go back to like roger and zap you know what i'm saying so we talk about um the voice box and 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 trying to replicate that and we know you know what it is I hate to bring it back to scripture, but I don't. You know, there's no new thing under the sun. So yeah, the every generation, really yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like every generation is trying to maybe recreate something that has preceded and had some sort of success. So instantly, when I start hearing this being used in my mind, it's already going back to that. You know, computer love. I want to be your man. Like that stuff that I grew up on. You know what I mean? Um, and then Teddy Riley tried to reintroduce it in the whole new jack swing era and stuff like that and so you had that particular type of thing going on what happened though yeah but when it came down to like autotune so like with the t-pain and stuff like that like that's really like an over abuse of the application in and of itself because technically autotune is basically a pitch corrector it's supposed to fix notes that don't sound great and you ask any engineer who's a real engineer um, any producer who's an actual producer, not just somebody who makes beats, um, and they'll tell you as much. This is trying to pitch correct notes that are flat, notes that are sharp, stuff that is off key. Like that's what it was for. But when you have somebody like a T Pain who comes on, and now I'm going to make my money with this whole distorted sound. Oh, we're going to do something new. It's n- not new but it opens the door and it opens the space and what happened was because it was so popular you have a whole bunch of singers who can't sing but can sing thanks to auto and don't get me wrong i said man that you know that's kind of dope but then once you start hearing every single song sound the same and use the same tool and abuse the usage of this it, like oh well, wait a minute <laughs> dude i mean can we beat another horse can we stop beating this one like it every body had to even singers who could sing so like i don't want to hear karen clark sheer with with, with autotune on her voice in the distorted manner because there's a lot of records that have autotune on them that you don't know have autotune on them because they're not used to that capacity but i don't want to hear actual singers who sing have autotune on a voice to that end like i get it you're trying to create a certain feel for a particular song but it's like yo you don't even need that now you sound like the robot that's where i want to jump in because we looked at it with the intention of this tool was intended for this purpose and you're and and it became revolutionary the way i I look at it as revolutionary because somebody was like yeah you could use it that way but i'm not gonna i'm gonna do it this way Mm. and i've done things like this in the studio where you hear an effect and you'll be like oh put that on there and you get like freaking nerd producers like no you're not supposed to use it like that this is only for drums I'm like, bro, just can you just do what I'm paying you for? Like, Man. and T Pain demonstrated, and this is what changed my mind on Auto Tune. He demonstrated that he could sing without it. Mm-hmm. He could sing really well, and he's got that weird, like, nasally kind of R and B voice. I'm the but you know what though? Pedal, Even to that black, point, though, it really works. To that it point, though, Auto Tune works better for people who can really sing. 
no, versus you have to those be able to who sing. can't. Absolutely. If you can't sing, it sounds like garbage. And any producer, you can hear it because it warbles, it struggles, yep. and you're fighting with it. It does not sound good if you can't sing. Facts. That's why I hate when people rap through it. But that right there, though, goes back to, I think, why a lot of people have problems with it in the first place, right? Like, yo, if you can sing, why you need this, right? I mean, why a lot of people said it? that they, I mean, a lot of people say it's cheating. I mean, how do you guys feel about that? I mean, a lot of do, people do, do don't say, know what they're talking about. It's right. a misnomer. Yeah. It's a misnomer. It's a, it's supposed to replicate an ascension and maybe uh, introduce a little bit of transhumanistic, cybernetic ascension into your music. Like, you think about the end of the both verses on uh, Mary Mary Shackles, where she says, But I can't mm-hmm. take this no more. Like, they intentionally made it sound really hard auto tune and it sounded really cool because they were sparse with it i mean it wasn't the entire song yeah with with t-pain it he a lot of people say he abused it because he he that was all he did but that's why i say it's revolutionary because now we're looking at tools and saying like oh i can do this oh i can do that like you you haven't heard a metal band scream through auto tune that's a whole different experience if you're a metal fan Um, i can only imagine but getting back to the AI here, this opens the doors. Um, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I and mean, I shouldn't even be calling it AI. It's a it's a voice augmentation tool that needs a better name. And if we get off on the wrong foot, like we did with AutoTune, saying like, "Oh, it's supposed to be used for this," but it's it's not AI. And if we misunderstand it right away, we won't be able to do good things with it. But it does have some to 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 some of the points that you brought up, though. It does have like some teachable, trainable characteristics in in its yeah. environment right like in its framework so like it, it has the ability to to learn and retain right which i think separates it from just like in the regular same way, software you know what i'm saying in the same way that your casio keyboard understands a trumpet and a synth and different styles of saws and stuff it's going to be able to program people's voices it's that degree of of technology and <laughs> getting into implications here it's a threat to pe- to lazy people it's a threat to those producers that are basically like making slaves out of musicians and and black hat marketers and unethical people in the music industry they should be threatened by this because the best demonstration and i think the introduction that a lot of people have gotten is um ghostwriter i think is his name i don't know what his actual name is but he was a he was an industry ghostwriter he worked with drake he worked on that level and he wasn't getting paid like he was supposed to be getting paid they weren't that that industry wasn't treating him right because if they were he wouldn't have made a fake drake and so now you have (laughs) a a very maybe a short but an opportunity there small as it may be for producers who are savvy enough to say my beat would sound dope if kanye was on it because people are dumb and they'll take a mediocre beat but if it sound like kanye's on it they'll act like they like it right so if you're a producer you can make your beat best you have a whole new style of your own and if you put somebody revolutionary on your track you got yeezy you got drake you put jay-z or somebody on your track and, and people recognize that voice and they're like what that's different but i like it I, they'll give it a chance because it's familiar to them where if you just put some up-and-coming rapper they might not even look at you no, that's an expensive cheat code, bro. That like, is definitely for real. Cause I, all you can see right now are the, the labels. Like, yo, shut it down. I'm talking about like the legal teams and the lawyers and all that mm-hmm. other stuff, man. Like that's, that's and the dark side of it. They don't want that on our in our hands. But how much you want to bet? 
they don't gotta have Drake perform another song. They could just oh, for sure. It's a, they use it now. It's proprietary for them. Now. You don't even have to go to the studio no more. But they you don't want regular say, people having that. Yeah, and that's the problem. People that want to be unethical and game the system, they they'll be fine with it, and they'll be they'll be uh, making celebrities who are just a product. And as long as they have a, a voice that you recognize right off the bat, they got that in a bottle now. That's lightning in the bottle for them. Well, so I mean, I, my thought would be like, for the majority, right? For for your just like casual mm-hmm. listeners, I would think a lot of people, you know, like like the song where they use Drake's voice and The Weeknd's voice. Um, I think I thought it was a great song. Well, I, I mean, I don't know, but like my my but my thought is is that Me a lot knew. of people that are checking <laughs> it out. Um, are doing so just out of curiosity, really. You know, I mean, it's interesting. It's something that's different, something that has been done. But my thought is if we start seeing this just happening on a consistent basis, those are the same people who, you know, were quick to say auto-tune is cheating. Why do you call something like this? You know what I'm saying? If, if auto-tune was cheating, well, and this you and got that's an why entire I'm, voice. I'm so pa- that's why I'm so passionate about explaining what's happening here because people who are not in the know, they think... That's just some tryhard is going on a computer and typing in, write me a Drake song. And the computer is coming up with beats and lyrics and <laughs> wow, you know, and that's not the case at all. It's just, it's just an augmentation of somebody's voice. That is the only thing that you can quote unquote AI accredited I mean, to. Let's, let's, let's like, what do you say the over under is that the person that is going in and saying create me a drake song is in fact drake himself just trying to not pay his ghostwriters well so let me throw this part in though let, let me throw this part in though let me throw this part in because when you when you filter things from a place of information you look mm-hmm. you read you listen differently right people are now checking out this record because the story broke hey mm-hmm. this isn't who you think it is the computer did this but how much you want to bet this isn't the first time that it's happened it's just really the first time that it got exposed for what it really was i guarantee you i guarantee you that over the years in terms of introducing listen the machine unless you've been a part of the machine unless you i mean like really been a part of the machine you have no clue what the machine is capable of right Yep. And so until and I'm not talking about the bots again, we're not talking about Terminator. We're talking about like the, 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 the industry, system. the yeah, world, the, the world system. Unless you're really in it. It's just like, man, I'm about to put this out here, too. It's just like being a Mason, like low level Masons don't really know what the Masons are about. You can say that you're a part of it, but you have no idea what's behind it. Unless you really know and have really been a part of the system, you don't know what the system is capable of. So let's just say that for years, the industry selectively has been picking and choosing. Listen, if they can make a hologram of Tupac, why can't they consistently put out content and material and songs and records? Well, these artists were never in the same studio at the same time together. Never recorded. You know what? Let's create this. I ain't got to pay you. I ain't got to pay you. I ain't got to foot the bill. I'm about to pay some engineer. And just like making a test tube, baby, we finna go back here in the back. We're going to sprinkle in a little bit of this artist. We're going to sprinkle in a little bit of this artist. We're going to put it together. We're going to make a hit and we're going to market it to the masses. And, and nobody is none the wiser. Coming from. Because now they're saying, look, just go in. Look, um, Bruno Mars, you ain't even got to perform. 
we got this covered. You just all you got to do is show up, wave at some people, have some drinks, entertain the girls. We got this. Make just, them believe you were there, it, man. Make just them believe you were there, so that when they yeah. hear it, they won't question it. This is uh, the highest level technolo technological version of I'm gonna punch in right here. You know, when you're shell video, game. This shell two game. Two words. Bro. Facts. It's, Let me. it's what game? <laughs> shell game. It's yeah. a shell game. So, I'm I'm very passionate about not going along with the lie of wow it's ai because when i heard that drake in the weekend song i was like man the computer is writing these punchlines like this is very clever what he said here how could a machine come up i got bamboozled it's not a machine some a, a human being wrote that a human being wrote the music a human being composed it yo thank you for listening to the show no it's not over there's more great conversation on the way we're going to take a quick break while our guy Darius Mullen gives you a rundown of the music that made waves this past month. Be sure to stay locked in for the rest of the episode. Let's go. We interrupt this program to bring you some bangers. Is May the start of summer or is June? Well, if it's May, then we're starting the summer off right with some killer releases in CHH circles this past month. Intellect dropped his anticipated album, The Mandate, on May 5th, and it did not disappoint go listen to that one that seemed to fly under everyone's radar is wilderness that's w-l-d-r-n-s-s with no vowels and that's by perry illist and rock and mr everything featuring azika the commissioner and zade the blacksmith i promise it'll knock the taste out of your mouth will kellum is back with another single in the form of the passion and tnv dropped yet another solid album it's called purpose over opinions go check it out Finally, last but not least, this year for 520 Day, we gathered 12 talented artists together for the Soul Tape Session 1, a unified homage mixtape to the artists that have gone before us, and in particular, Deep Space 5. You can find that project on 520collective.com, and while you're over there, make sure to listen to the dozens of other releases that are recent that I couldn't fit into this segment. I've been Darius Mullen. Thanks for listening to the 520 Collective Show. Yeah, man, there's a few things that you know that conversation had me thinking about uh and, and one is are you sleeping all right i'm trying to <laughs> i'm hoping <laughs> man <laughs> my guy zero prior kd the vessel here with me eric boston <laughs> 520 collective show but no like so one thing that we got to think about and, and going back and comparing this to uh the the prominence that auto-tune rose to right is that you know it all of it is a tool we said that right it is it, a tool the problem when it comes to the music industry is there's only like a handful of people that's going to look at it as a tool and really explore it and figure out how can i use this to get the most out of it how do i use this properly a lot of people are just going to see something like auto-tune or something like ai as a shortcut as a way to be lazy and to create air quote create something that uh, people are hopefully going to jump onto and get them streams, get them money in their pockets. But like, that's not that's not how this works. I mean, I don't think. But we're definitely going to see it that way, right? Yeah, I think that's part of the. That's half the trick. You want to compare it to you know what sea monkeys are? Back in the day, they used to advertise in magazines these little <laughs> packets that if you dumped it in a in a little cup of water, the next day you would get these monkeys. <laughs> Or instantly, right? So half of the trick was they gave you two packets and they gave you one packet that was like to prime the water 
and then you were supposed to come back a few hours later and dump this other packet in and then magically you would see sea monkeys just appearing well the the trick is that first packet that you put in was the actual brine shrimp that we call sea monkeys but you can't see them until you put in the coloring that they give you and they switched the labels on the packets so you had kids all over america putting coloring in the water and now they can see the shrimp well that's that was just a, a smoke screen and so every revolutionary technology it really blows up when you have a smoke screen to, to pair it with and right now the smoke screen is ai it's this super intelligent machine that's doing these things when really later on it'll be revealed how the technology actually works that's all like we're getting right hand like richard Pryor in the whiz behind the curtain yeah yeah exactly like you do the magic trick and when you see it from the music from the magician's part the ball is behind his hand but everybody else think the ball disappeared Facts. and so right now we're saying this the ball that's the magic that we're looking at we're just saying it's ai but that's i don't think that's really true it's not a real bunny it's just a stuffed rabbit but and man y'all not laughing at the jokes man <laughs> I need a fake audience or so, man. Hey, punch me in. Nah, but you know what, for though? Eric to talk. That's why I was quiet. <laughs> no, nah, I feel you. I, you know, Captain, we're waiting on the captain to steer the you ship. You lean forward. Man. I thought you was going to say something. <laughs> well, you know. I'll wait my turn. It's fine. Go, Katie. It's no, your turn. I just, I just want to bring up this point, though, real quick. Um, again, you know, the industry is, is like super deceptive and, and AI is popular in conversation um, now more so than ever. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, when I think of AI, I think of like war games. Um, you know, Elliot, you know, uh, not Elliot, that's ET, but uh, you want to play? How about a game of, you know, global nuclear war? Right. And, and, and the machine actually playing the game and doing out. Or if you've seen like Eagle Eye. Oh, that was a movie. She's yeah, making. Movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, war games. It was war games. Like, war games. Yeah, yeah. like back in the 80s. And then Eagle Eye and, and you know, the, the, the AI, the computers making these phone calls and trying to get the guy there because he's a twin and his twin used to work for the government. And, and you know, it's it just weird stuff. You know what I'm saying? Sentience. That's yeah, what that's what, man. Yeah, we're looking for sentience. And, and, and we want it to be this because we've always been, a, you know, let me stand in line at the grocery store and, and check out this tabloid that's got, you know, UFOs and, and, and aliens and ET on the cover. And, oh, so-and-so, this celebrity got abducted by aliens and got poked and prodded. And, like, we're, we're always looking for that extreme. And I think the enemy really does a big deal and a big job with that. But when you talk about, like, that whole sleight of hand um, and what the industry is capable of, you know, we could go back to Millie Vanilli. Um, we could go back to CNC Music Factory, right? Mm-hmm. Where they mm-hmm. dropped Don't the you video, talk about the CNC Music Listen, hey, Don't listen, you do everybody it. dance now. Don't you do it. I got baby. the power. Snap. Because they put the videos out, but they refused because the young lady who led was overweight. They refused to include the label, refused to include her in the video shoot. So you see so. these other people, could have been. You see these other people, though, right? All these thin folks dancing in leotards and leg warmers and all this other stuff. Very erotic video, bro. But I'm but to that to that point though. (laughs) And again, you know, Robin Fab was like, "Yo, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? We we the figureheads, but y'all can't sing. Like you have zero talent. But that's 
that's when we talk about the industry the thing that so many individuals want to be a part of that's what the industry does that's the stuff that worries me that bothers me about all this right like i mean you're talking about i loved music right like i mean i was excited to go to the record store right and find something new and digest it and live with it and for your favorite artist you had to wait right there wasn't new stuff coming out every week you had to wait and anticipate it facts and now becoming an artist is more accessible now than it's ever been but that's not a great thing either right like it's so watered down facts stuff like this ai tool that you know as people start getting their hand on it hands on it they're gonna use it right you're gonna hear this kind of stuff more and more and more like there there's no there, there's nothing to connect with at that point right and, and there's gonna be so much it's gonna be oversaturated even more than it already is right you, you look at i don't have the numbers right for me but i mean like millions of songs that have come out on spotify that have zero streams yeah now it's gonna increase incrementally because of, of a tool like this being used the wrong way so how do we get people beyond this idea of lazy i'm gonna do this the easiest way the shortest way to get to the end result that i want how do we get people past that and say no you, you need to create quality content that is going to connect with people because that's what is when you talk about like in the, the, the music industry crumbling right dying out that is a big part of why that is so because people just don't care yeah, it's know. all it's all throwaway now right there's there's you want yeah. response of well i, I not really <laughs> you bet brace yourself brace yourself yeah go for it zero we get people to stop wanting to be lazy you're not that's it you're not there's there's way too large of a contingent of people from the fans perspective and from the artist perspective who want this system to continue to thrive sure no doubt sure if you go on youtube right now you can get major pop songs vocal tracks without processing because when they do live concerts they sing because you got to have the visual appearance but that's a track they're lip syncing mm-hmm. their vocals are processed sometimes through auto-tune and the fan wants that magic they don't want to hear their hero mess up notes Facts. they don't want to see their hero breathing hard and can't get through a concert they want that magic they want to be deceived but yep. on the artist side of it they want the affirmation they want to be accepted mm-hmm. as top tier and if you have to do auto-tune okay do it if yep. you have to have a guitar that plays itself okay do it and like katie alluded to the industry has a lot of smoke screens that it has used to deliver this product of the part this is why you have 14 writers on a song now man from the independence and the industry's done to itself right like system to die off and it's never going to happen the industry's done it to itself for one for two, like mm-hmm. you've got, like I mean, just the the need for skill, man. Like I'm not sitting here saying that there was no one that was trying to 
you know, get to stardom in the music industry that was lazy before, right? There was there was lazy people trying to do it. It was just it was hard. It was almost impossible to do that, right? Because you couldn't. You you had to get past yeah. an A and R, right? You had to convince yeah, someone that your yeah. ability was worth investing in, right? Or or yeah, your your music wasn't going to go anywhere other than you know local facts, right? But facts. now we don't have. I think that happening we don't have that vetting taking place well that's our fault as indies and people who enable indies Mm -hmm. but also it's our fault as people who aren't honest with people in the beginning about their skill level when somebody drops something that's not super great it's also our fault for making and allowing people to believe that success comes in the form of acceptance from the system that's facts. I agree with all of you're that. You're seeing this in music. You're seeing it in mainstream news. You're seeing it's it in life. Well, there's a writer's it's, strike it's right life. now, and nobody cares. Yeah, and you because only have a, a couple of voices who are speaking up in favor of 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 these unionized people. Well, it, we're, it's, we're in a bubble that needs to pop. Like some of the stuff needs to die off for real. It's because we be, we we've become numb to inferior quality we've become numb to this idea of people don't have to have skill to like him right like i don't, I don't know if it's so much it's not, numb. i think it is i think it's we've been willing to accept the lie May, well, okay maybe and that's a better way based to say. around industry standards maybe that's a better way to say, well not just that we want to we want to keep being lied to you know what i'm saying like yeah it makes everything in our lives more comfortable yeah. Even if you're uncomfortable with being uncomfortable, you're, you're, there's a comfort level in that. So that's your that's your security blanket. So we like the lie. We like being lied to. We like lying. As long as you accept my lie and as long as I'm capable of continuing to lie to you, then we keep this seamless circle going. Yeah. Nobody gets better. Everybody gets worse. But everybody's comfortable. And truth is the only thing that's going to fix this problem. There's a philosopher that says you can tell the measure of a man by how much truth he's willing to handle. And I think we're in that situation in the music world where you you meet somebody who's so skilled, you don't even want to do it no more until you, and then you find this cheat. And it's like, really, us, let's go back to kingdom worshipers right now. We didn't need to just be worshiping God, singing praises to our God and enjoying this creation of music that he's blessed us with. But instead, we're trying to impress liars and we're trying to compete with liars and we're willing to lie ourselves. And I think that is the, the core of the issue. That's a big deal. You, you just said a mouthful, bro. And that's why, unfortunately, certain things, to your point, are going to have a very difficult time being stamped out. Um, because in our minds, when you want the wrong thing, you know, wherever your treasury is, there where your heart be also, you're willing to accept the wrong things. And so entertaining what you think levels the playing field. No, for the Christian, Jesus is the trump card. Mm -hmm. It's not utilizing. And don't get me wrong, having knowledge of being able to use these tools and these applications and all that stuff, that's great. But at the end of the day, Jesus is the trump card, right? Not, well, man, I'm about to go back here and put on my lab coat and we're just going to go into the lab and literally create something that's fraudulent. 
and I'm going to pass this off as why I said I can get the acceptance of these individuals. I cringe when I see, you know, certain people do certain interviews who may or may not remain nameless or maybe it's a show for another time. Um, and they feel as though because they still want that acceptance from the world, regardless of how much they've accomplished because the church has supported them. They still want that acceptance from the world. So when they have those seats at those tables, part of their conversation still involves talking down about Christianity and talking down about the church, even though this is who you're supposed to represent. But you're in a room with people who don't live that life. I look forward to doing something creative with these sorts of tools, but it's going to take a lot of mediocre people getting out of the way and allowing creative people to be creative. You're, we're not trying to imitate stuff. We're not trying to just do the same thing that other guy did. We should be creative. That's what God created us to do, to be creative. And guys, here's the thing. We know that when we're talking about the Christian creative community, right? Regardless of how we feel, we can't change the fact that the, the Christian community is typically late to the party right we, we, we're, we're slow to adapt to some of these tools and, and so my question i want to start with here how do you view ai whenever it comes to christian music how can it impact how should it impact should we even be worrying about it you know uh like like what does that look like because we know it's going to run its course through the mainstream for a while before we really start seeing it on this side of stuff. Here's how I look at it. Again, it's a, techno it's a technology, so I'm going to give you a technological answer. AI, quote unquote, is a generative tool for augmentation. That's all it will ever be. So it, what you, it depends on, the, on what you input into it. It's going to affect the output. And how you program it or how you train it, that's going to affect the output. Now... I think Christians are actually really good at creating music that is like peculiar and unique to Christianity when, the, when we actually put our minds to that. And so what will come out of using these augment tools, these generative tools, I think it has yet to be seen. But to give you a context, there's no real, there's no real context in a secular world for music that Hillsong United creates. You know what I mean? Like it could only ever be used for worship Because that, that's all they create So As long as we are in The lane that we're supposed to be I think we'll start to See that kind of grow naturally Or supernaturally however you want to put it But I, I, there is a mystery there Now I'm willing to, to go along For the ride on that one mm -hmm. um, I praise the supernatural growth And not a natural one Because if it's natural then that means that we're doing it um, we're forcing it We're intentionally Trying to delve there um, Whether God has sent us there or not And that's dangerous um, Because then it, it starts to reflect And take on A lot of what the you know Quote unquote CHH space looks like now um, Sonically Improving um, But You know Content wise lacking And um as tools for evangelism, um, which a lot of these things are supposed to be. And it harkens back to um, the scripture that we used before we kind of kicked off um, these episodes. Um, you know, that new song is supposed to be praising to the Lord. And, you know, for the masses who are going to come in contact with it one way or the other, 
regardless of how those the, the numbers of what the masses look like, no matter how how those numbers accumulate, um, they're supposed to be able to gain a reverence and a respect for the Lord um, and then put their trust in him through that testimony, through that vehicle. Um, and so when we look at trying to compare tools and, and again, you know, you guys just made reference to the fact that technically there's not a necessity for a for lack of a better term for a, a heel song secular counterpart a heel song is not the secular counterpart of necessarily any band right mm-hmm. they're a worship band they make worship music this is what they do and don't get me wrong everybody's worshiping somebody and we just well, put I mean, it out there yeah. intentionally yeah. though for what they do it's not like oh man i gotta go out here and i gotta you know dietrich Haddon is the gospel counterpart of of uh you know michael jackson or R. Kelly, later stage in his career. Um, but, you know, looking at things like that, I think it's just something that we really have to be intentional about being careful with. You know, sometimes it's great to have some of that flavor in that feel uh, to get some of those ears if there's a message that we're trying to get across. But again, at that at that same point, I can't make every record never would have made it. You know what I'm saying? I, I can't make every record generic. Um, so if we venture into that space, if we, you know, get into that landscape, it has to be something that God has commissioned us to do, um, and sent us to do so that we handle that tool, just like any other tool with discipline and responsibility. Um, and we keep the main thing, the main thing. We remember what's at stake, um, so that we're intentional about not losing ourselves because that's one of the drugs that unfortunately a lot of individuals, um, who come from our space find themselves, um, becoming addicted to it's that acceptance that popularity man that that influence so that so that brings me to the the final question i wanted to ask you guys and that is with all this stuff we've talked about right and and all the potentially negative the potentially the, the the things that we need to be wary of a little bit when it comes to this i mean i think at the end of the day it's something that we're just gonna have to set back and kind of watch and study for a little bit but my question is as we see it right now do we see some positives with this ai technology that people in the christian music world people within christian hip-hop could potentially use here like there's one there's there's one example that i thought about that i was like okay that might make sense to me but i want to hear what you guys think well you want me to just jump I, I, into I, it i actually want to hear your uh yeah spit it out bro so because i've written something down but it might be a different direction so i've heard stories of rappers right who maybe they are great like poets or stuff but rapping is a different art right and and, <laughs> and i've and i've heard uh, of people Facts. having to have other people in the room within coaching them guiding them saying hey say this line this way you know for it to really work and now once they got it down it's cool right could ai potentially be something that you can use that would demonstrate the kind of outcome you want so that you can sit there and study it and learn it and be able to turn around and do so like a microsoft auto corrector for music 
Kind is that of. what no, you're saying? I think like, like uh, a, a demo creator. Yeah, yeah, that would be closer. That'd be yeah. closer. Well, so so, but look, or, let me, or like let me make sure or like, I clarify what I'm saying. So, say for example, like when we write stuff, and you know, we talk about like SEO optimization and all this other stuff, right? Use this word here, insert this word here. No, you should use this terminology or this phrasing. No, you, this is too wordy. Let's take away and remove some of these words out of that. Are you suggesting like maybe something like that? But in terms of, because there are actual vocal arrangement, quote unquote, coaches who, More, if you're a rapper, and I get it, part of that is the producer's job. But like, technically, I shouldn't have somebody necessarily telling me how to actually deliver the record, so to speak. Like, that's their job. Like, you're the artist, but their job is to teach you how to say what you wrote. But but that happens. You're talking about coaching. But that happens with yeah. That happens with with with, with people. Like I said, I've heard the stories. Yeah, and I think you need the human element for coaching. Well, or ethically, I don't think that we should get to a point to where machines are coaching people. Well, or or what if you are collabing with someone and you've got maybe an idea of potentially what their part could sound like? Not saying, not telling them, hey, this is what you need to say, but saying, hey, in my head, whenever I hear this part of the track. This is just some guidelines that maybe you could take and, and run with as you're putting your yeah, part that's exactly together. how I would use it. And I've done stuff like that before with like pitch correcting. Um, I wrote a song and I wrote the male and the female part. And so on all the female parts, I, I used a pitch correction to pitch my voice up. So she knew it would that's that was her part and what I had in mind. And then she went and changed words and stuff as she saw appropriately. But that's just coaching. Or, or what if you're an artist that struggles and needs to hear your lyrics to, to get them to be able to actually go in and lay down a good take you know what no, this that's, helps? that's a skill that needs to be developed you just got to practice harder i'm just saying that you know there, there's some people who will you know do one part at a time one part at a time they'll listen to those parts until they get it and then they go in and they put it down right i mean what if this allows you to you know say hey this is what i want to say now let give me something that i can listen to so I, until i get it down I don't know. Um, I don't see why. What's wrong with recording bit by bit? Like that's how I record when I'm writing. Because I don't. I, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. I'm just looking at are there ways that could be a positive way to use this tool without it sacrificing the artistry necessarily. You know what I'm saying? Because I think that's what our biggest issue has been here. Is like does it dilute the artist? I do have an answer, but yeah. Go I do it. have an answer, but it's di- it's a little bit different. It's not leaning so much into the artist. So it's th- this this is what I wrote down. Um, it's my final conclusion that AI generated audio tools are not a threat to musicians any more than visual AI is a threat to photographers and painters on a generic artistic level. The threat derives from the bureaucracy and the platforms and the systems that are used to house and host and deliver these art forms to the general masses, i.e. Spotify, iTunes. There's not a lot of meritocracy involved in the delivery systems because it's difficult, if not impossible, to quantify meritocracy, like how good you are at music, because it's subjective. And because it's subjective, Mm -hmm. it's easier to sell the general masses a prepackaged, marketable BS disguised as good art because... Who's going to tell you otherwise? And so what is a threat to is to the business world that of that is in the business of selling art, especially those low resource artists and unmarketable works. 
So it to to artists who are really obscure, it'll be a threat to them. To artists who have very few resources, it'll be a threat to them. But that's already the case on these platforms. So now artists are going to be required to adapt and update to their ability to sell their work and to make a living off their work because you need to reach these people who appreciate it on face-to-face level. And I think that's where AI is going to breach the gap is to marketers are going to are, are going to take advantage of these systems. They're going to fill flood the system with mediocre art, with subpar art, and real art is going to have to learn to thrive in that environment. But ultimately, it'll cause the downfall of these mass pr- platforms, and that will lead to a renaissance of real art. I think Man. some destruction is in... in is prescribed first. Let's hope so. That's the scenic group, bro. Let's hope so. That's the uh, so for that's the people the that want group. the quick fix. I'm sorry, there's nothing for you. But for the artists who just want this whole thing to burn down so they can just get back to making art, I think we got bright days ahead of us. I pray people to get tired of it um, soon, and that those who refuse to take the mark, <laughs> if you will, yeah. uh, will stand and stomach and endure and remain consistent you know he that endureth until the end shall be saved like you know i, I pray that that's a part of the process we're, we're we're getting to that point into that place where more and more of the things that we deal with um come along with that price tag right you you gotta weather the storms and, and weather the shifts and the changes and and be consistent um in the face of all those different types of things uh, because eventually at some point things will turn in your favor um, as long as you're doing what you've been called and commissioned to do man so um, I think a lot of this too uh, at some point um, will weed out those who are doing it because they can and those who are doing it because they're called um, and those are two different entirely you know different groups of people and yeah. um I think it's necessary. So we're talking about like weed and tears and, and I know what I'm saying may sound weird, um, but um, it really just does tie into, you know, zero, even, you know, what you've mentioned in there, Eric, you as well. Um, stripping things down, man, and getting back to um, a place of nakedness and brokenness and intimacy with God and letting that translate and communicate. Because at the end of the day, a machine can't tell you how to connect with people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If it can, if it can, if it can, that speaks grossly uh, and, you know, unfortunately against humanity more so than it does in favor of the machine, right? Because a machine should never be able to quantify the human experience um, and tell us what makes a connection, what builds a fan base, what grows an audience. Because again, people look for stories, man, and people want connection. People want to um, be invested and engage. And you know what I mean? Like a machine should never be able to tell us how to do that. Um, If we've allowed it to get to that point and to that place though, um, then that, that, that speaks volumes about us um, and not about it. I I, I like what you said about the wheat and the tares, because that's very similar to the rams and the goats. Um, yep, that's yep, not yep, our yep, place yep. that's not our place and those that are connected to God will be connected to God God will raise those who he wants to raise up and everybody else is just going to have to follow suit like it's God's in control so I, I just want to put some encouragement out to these worship leaders these young rappers these young singers 
keep practicing keep planning your closet keep planning your bedroom keep writing songs to god keep singing in the shower thank you for listening to this month's episode of the 520 collective show we'll be back next month with another great installment go to 520collective.com and sign up for our newsletter to keep up to date on what's happening around here and catch past episodes you may have missed let's go